Welcome to the Jesus Said Love podcast. This is a space where we talk about what it means to awaken hope and empower change. Listen, for over a decade, Em and I have been fostering relationships with men and women who've been impacted by the commercial sex industry. And it's through those relationships that Jesus Said Love was born. We figured it was time to talk about what this ministry has taught us and is still teaching us along the way. I promise it's going to be a place of conversation and story. And we hope you learn something new. Maybe you see something in a new way. Fun fact, you're going to hear music because Brett and I are musicians. Yep. We can't just talk. Nope. we got to sing and play too. We do. Here's the deal, guys. Our hope is that as you hear these stories, that you'll tap into your own story and that you'll be encouraged to live and love well like Jesus. That's my intro. For real. For real. You don't have Corona. <laughs> I don't have Corona, but Golly. I'm serious. I have this cough. I was in the story just yesterday <laughs> following the president's big speech, and I would cough, and I did what I was supposed to. I'm going to take the Trump route and not test myself <laughs> if I get symptoms. I'm not going to test myself. I know. I'm really I know. not. So, but I'll have What's these... the point of it? I mean, yeah, We're I'll, gonna... I'll isolate myself and not... Go around anybody else, and then I'll have my cold symptoms, and yeah. then I'll be done. And then yeah. be done with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so these people were staring at me. You are you were the national emergency mm-hmm. I was. in that store. And I was, were, I was yeah. actually staring back at them, judging them. I was judging them <laughs> because they had two baskets full of all the stuff right. that I went to go get, but I couldn't get because it was yeah. in their baskets. Yeah, totally. all the ramen and beans. They're so, gone. So today we want to talk about... All things COVID-19, a.k.a. coronavirus. Emily, introduce our guest. We want to talk about it as it pertains to commercial sex workers. And the reason I want to talk about uh, this is a myriad of reasons. Number one, that's who we are. That's our population. That's who we serve at Jesus Said Love. And who I wanted to bring on the podcast today is someone who is very familiar with the work of JSL and um, anti-trafficking work and um, is an advocate for survivors against sexual violence. And so this is Dr. Sue Battle. (laughs) Party horn. We should also add that she is the Wacoan of the year. (gasps) Sue, you are. That's correct. So local celebrity in the house, big deal. Security is out front. No one's getting in here. Suze, that's why you're here. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here this morning. Okay, so tell us who you are and kind of the space you hold in the world. Okay, so I'm a board-certified pediatrician, and I've been in Waco since 2005. And started off in the community as I was taking some time off from work um, to have kids and, and do the family thing, but I was on the board of directors of the Advocacy Center for Crime Victims and Children. So that was how I started in this line of work of um, helping survivors. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in 2015, I became the child sexual abuse examiner there at the Advocacy Center, and then in the last year became the medical advisor. So I also oversee the SANE exams or the SAFE exams in the emergency rooms. And on top of that, I created a careful program, and that is a program where I go out into the community and schools and organizations and teach children and parents how to protect ourselves and our children and our youth on um, child sexual abuse, um, prevention, education, teaching the community like what we need to look for and how Mm -hmm. we can help our young ones 
stay safe and mm-hmm. be in a, an environment where they can protect themselves. So that's my side passion, um, the prevention side, as well as the treatment and diagnosis side over at the advocacy center. I love that. And we're going to have Sue on to talk about all things Camp Careful, because I do think it's such an important program and to just dive deeper into, um, how childhood sexual abuse, you know, um, affects all mm-hmm. of us mm-hmm. and really what we can do to prevent it. And so, um, Sidebar, you'll have to tune back in if you're listening to the podcast because we're going to have Dr. Battle back on. Um, What we want to talk, though, specifically, and what I want to get your kind of professional opinion on, just your lens on this, is just the pandemic and the anxiety that it's creating in our nation, Mm -hmm. uh, in the world regarding COVID 19, um, and specifically our population as women who are engaged in commercial sex. Um, We have long said that, you know, commercial sex is a public health issue um, because it's body to body contact. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, So in this situation that we're in right now, what do they need to be aware of? Yeah. So I think the first thing would be just to kind of go over some basic facts of coronavirus or COVID-19. It is now labeled as a pandemic. So there's global spread. As we can see, it's on the news pretty Mm -hmm. much nonstop. Um, But the basic things that we need to know as as community members, and especially if we're talking about our population with Jesus Said Love, is that it is spread through respiratory droplets. Mm -hmm. That is the the way that we think it is mostly spread. So that would be if you're coughing, sneezing, talking, and those droplets land in the mouth or nose of someone that is near you. And when we talk about close contact, we mean within six feet of each Mm -hmm. other. Um, They do think there is also probably spread through contaminated um, surfaces. So if you, if you cough and you have droplets and then you touch some surface and then somebody else touches it and touches their face, they could spread that way as well. Which I just read, two to three days is what they're saying, is yeah. the life on surfaces. That, yeah. that vi- virus doesn't give up. It does I mean, not it give up. And on. I know people were worried about, you know, if they buy products from China that mm-hmm. are imported, um, but they don't think that, because that's probably going to be longer than two or three days yeah. of, of transit. But So the, the main way that it's going to be transmitted is through respiratory droplets. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about six feet um, distance, That's, I mean, when you're talking, you and I are sitting within three feet of each other. So that's going to be one reason why, obviously, these commercial sex workers are going to be at high risk because they're in very close contact with their clients. Right. Um, The six feet is funny, too, because in sexually oriented businesses, um, some of the ordinances that they've put on strip clubs, which how do you enforce all these ordinances? You know, who's really looking out for how far apart you stay? But in some of these cities, they have instituted for strip clubs, six feet ordinances. Oh, really? Okay. So, but how do you even exchange right. money? Right. How right. do you exchange, you know, tips right. when you're talking about it living on yes. surfaces? Yeah. Um, so that's another kind of issue. I know some restaurants have even gone to doing, you know, online transactions only and no cash. Right. I have a question because there's a lot of terms being thrown out, you know, as we talk about these pandemics and things like that. And one of them is, is, Airborne. Mm -hmm. So you said this one is past respiratory droplets. Is that the same? It is not the same as airborne. So they do say also you could potentially inhale it through the lungs. So that would be airborne. So if we're talking about airborne, it's not that the actual respiratory droplets with the germs on it Mm -hmm. are spread. It's spread through like air systems and things like that. So it's just hanging out in the air. Right. You walk in the room. That would be airborne. And that's like the most dangerous, right? Yes. And so, but the common things, the, the, 
COVID-19 virus, the coronavirus, is the same transmission as the flu. The flu is respiratory droplets okay. as well. But we also worry about contaminated surfaces and possibly getting it through the air and inhaling it. But we consider flu respiratory droplet transmission as well. So it is similar to the flu in many, many ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about immunity. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about the people that this is affecting, the people that it's not, and maybe in our population as um, commercial sex involved in commercial sex, how can they how can they be immune? How can they have a higher immunity to sure. this, or do they? I mean, well, so with coronavirus in general, they are showing that the the population of patients who are at high risk of complications and fatality are the the elderly and those who have immunocompromised systems or, or chronic health disorders, diseases. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, children who are often at risk for these respiratory illnesses um, are not having as many severe complications. Hmm. It's mostly people with chronic medical... Yeah, I found that interesting. Mm-hmm. It is very interesting. So chronic medical conditions and definitely the elderly mm-hmm. are at high risk of um, the complications and fatality. Now, we said decreased immune systems. So how does that affect the commercial sex workers? So when we're talking about um, decreased immune systems, when you have smoking, mm-hmm. so if you have cigarettes, vaping, mm-hmm. drug use, alcohol use, mm-hmm. um, you know, poor diets... Mm-hmm. Um, not having uh, good medical care, mm-hmm. uh, not exercising, not mm-hmm. sleeping well. That is obviously a lot of the situations that we have when mm-hmm. we're talking about commercial sex workers. So their immune system is lower because of the, all those circumstances we talked about. Mm-hmm. So how do they boost their immunity? They need to limit drugs, limit alcohol, smoking, vaping, mm-hmm. um, improve their diet, vegetables mm-hmm. and fruits to help with, um, getting more vitamin C and other vitamins. Mm-hmm. Are you, are you a big like multivitamin taker? Do you think this is great to up your vitamin C right now? Um, it, it, it would be a great idea to increase yeah. your vitamin intake right now. I have a, a good balanced diet, uh-huh. but when we're talking about people who live below the poverty line and who aren't eating, um, you know, fresh cooked meals at home and they're eating a lot of poor choices at because mm. they have to right. with their diets, um, they don't have a lot of good vitamin intake. And so yeah. trying to improve that, resting, sleeping, exercising, just healthy habits that we try to do in general mm-hmm. um, are really hard for those who are, you know, working in the commercial sex trade right. to make their money and to make their living. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard for them. It's hard for everybody anyway, but right. especially commercial sex workers, they, they have... Um, a disadvantage. It about, is a disadvantage. Oh, go ahead, and I'm going to write this down. I was just thinking, and I keep hearing this, just the importance of sleep, mm-hmm. like to your immune system, yes. to your total body recovery. So talk about that for a second. Just yeah. how important, just sleep. Yeah, like, sleep. And I mean, we all know that it's it, when we don't have good sleep habits and 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 hours are. It impacts our day the next day and the next day after that. And we see that with children. I mean, we have done, you know, decades of research with sleep in children and how it impacts them the next day. So adults are the same way. We need our sleep. We need to decrease our stress level too. So that's another way to boost your immunity. Well, how stressful is everything right now? Stressful that and how we know that the women that we work with have high levels of PTSD, Mm -hmm. mental health issues, um, 
I mean, stress is is off the chain because yes. you are in survival mode. Right. I mean, you're worried if you don't meet this client at this time and have this, you're not going to be able to pay your hotel stay. Right. You're not right. going to be able to pay your rent. And so the stress of survival mode alone yes. is enough to just whack out your immune yes. system. And then on top of that, if you have anxiety... Mm-hmm. From the coronavirus by watching the news and oh seeing my and gosh. Hear, hearing or people, Facebook memes, right. the misinformation. Right. Yeah. Yes. So if you have anxiety on top of your normal daily stress <clears> level, <throat> um, that also makes it difficult for you to be healthy. How can then? Um, what would be some good ways for besides? Uh, completely getting out because let's just be honest, mm-hmm. like not every woman is going to say, well, you know, it's time for me to exit prostitution right. or ex- right. escorting or stripping. Maybe it is. And in that case, call us because that's what we do. That's mm-hmm. we. That's how we want to help. Um, but we also want to acknowledge that women who are still in the industry, we want to give as many tools as possible for them to stay, 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 stay safe and stay well. What can they do aside from limiting drugs, limiting alcohol, quit smoking, finally quit vaping and exposing maybe your children to secondhand smoke, which decreases their immunity. Um, How can you de-stress when you're in survival mode? Yeah. I mean, I think the things that are readily available and free mm-hmm. would be to exercise, yeah. you know, get outside and walk, walk, go, exactly. to the park. go to the park, do something where you're just moving and, mm-hmm. and decompressing and, and f- like filtering out all the noise, Yes, um, literal noise and the noise is going on in your head. Um, so exercise, that's the easiest and most available thing, um, to, mm-hmm. to decrease your stress camaraderie. I, mm. I know right now we're trying to do social distancing yeah. with the coronavirus, but talking out with somebody, whether it's a friend, a confidant, or a professional in the mental health yeah. industry, you know, talking to somebody helps a lot, especially when you've got stress and anxiety. And our number is available too on our website and on our Facebook page. You can always call if you need someone to just reassure you, yes. to have conversation with, to decrease your anxiety. Um, the other thing that many of our women love is if they don't have a pet, sometimes they just go to the animal shelter Mm -hmm. and they engage with pets. And that seems to be a really um, incredible way for them to soothe and and just de-stress is, you know, being hanging around. Well, and if you need to come to the building and hang out with Bear the Wander Dog, <laughs> we can, we can make bring him our, available. our not so many Aussie uh, up here who we are trying to get certified as a pet therapy dog. <laughs> oh, um, he's quite large. He's like a living Ottoman, really. He just kind of. <laughs> yes, but he's good. He's he, so he good. knows when you need him. It's true. It's so fun to watch. Be near you. Um, that is definitely one thing I want to talk about stress. And then how about hygiene? Like what are the things that we know can kill the virus? Um, very practically speaking, Mm -hmm. if you aren't uh, in your everyday life, you're going to come in contact with people, even if we implement social distancing to some degree. And we really don't want everybody to be hermits. That brings its own level of anxiety. This isn't a hurricane. Right. This isn't a natural flood or anything like that. Um, So, you know, how can we practice good hygiene? And then for women in the industry, like, gosh, what can they do? They're not staying six feet apart. Right. So I think generally speaking, okay, let's talk about what we as just normal citizens can do to protect ourselves. So when you're, again, the the recommendation is not for everybody to stay home because I think we all would go crazy um, staying at home, especially now that our kids have extended spring breaks. So when we are going out, what we should do is 
First, cover your cough, cover your sneeze with your elbow. Wash your hands frequently. I think that's the most um, practical and, and safest and protective thing that we can do is wash our hands frequently with soap and water. Mm. If you don't have access to soap and water, hand sanitizer with 60% alcohol is also um, something that we can use to constantly get rid of the germs and mm-hmm. infectious now, disease. I want to stop you right there on this hand washing thing because we should be washing our hands, oh, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> But you know people don't. Well, I mean, you know, about 99% of the time I go to the public restroom, mm-hmm. the, oh, yes. the one that's for males, yes. who identifies as males, <laughs> and and I want to police people. Yes. Because do you know the number of men that leave oh, the restroom? I don't want to know, but I, I can guess. <laughs> it's a sad case yes. of and, people. And, and so we assume, we always joke that it's men that don't wash their hands after restrooms, but women do that too. Are yes. you serious? Yes. Yeah. Um, not as much, I don't think, but there are women that don't wash their hands either, and it's kind of surprising you sit well, there Well, how about let's make yeah. an agreement right yeah. here on this podcast <laughs> with everyone listening that you will call someone out to their face <laughs> If they try to that leave the restroom, that's not going to happen. But we can just encourage people now. Yes, wash your hands. Please, please wash, wash your hands. Your and we're not even hands. talking about after the bathroom, but especially after the bathroom. Yeah. But so when just, you say frequently, what like put a I number would, on that? So I would say depending on what your circumstances. If you just went out to the grocery store and you touched all the doorknobs and the mm-hmm. and the keypads and all of that stuff, mm-hmm. anytime you're touching something that a lot of other people in public have touched, you should wash your hands after mm-hmm. that. So. Uh, Frequent hand washing, that's the big thing. Hand sanitizers as well. Limiting the contact with other people. So, you know, trying to limit the handshakes right now and Mm -hmm. things like that definitely can help. Um, At home, you should be wiping down surfaces, or if you're at work, wipe down surfaces with Mm -hmm. those disinfectant Mm -hmm. wipes. Again, because any common surfaces would be ways that we could transmit it possibly. We talked about contaminated surfaces. Mm -hmm. So those are general things that we can all do. And then covering your cough and sneeze. Um, and limiting the close contact with people. So trying to stay with, you know, outside of the six feet. Some hygiene things I also wanted to ask about, you know, for a while I did an internship in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. And so no one in the city wears shoes in their apartment because you're picking up Mm. everything. And you go into the apartment and you take off your shoes. And in some bigger cities, that's pretty common practice too, Mm -hmm. especially on the East Coast. I don't know why. A lot of East Coast families are non-shoe families when you walk in the door. Um, We don't necessarily do that. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, we're kind of driving places. So we're in our own car, own spaces. And then we may get out and walk at the mall. But would shoes be another carrier on surfaces? I mean, mean, we're not putting it... I don't know. I mean, again, if if people are constantly touching, sneezing, you know, everything, the germs are on their hands, and then they touch their shoes, and then somebody else picks up their shoes. I mean, Mm -hmm. in theory, I guess it would be, but really you're talking about things where you're going to have contact with your face because you're going to, the droplets touching your nose and your mouth. Mm -hmm. That's where we worry about it entering our own system. What about Mm -hmm. your eyes? Eyes too. What about your vagina? Yes, it it could be, but I'm just wondering yes. about oral sex. You just me for a loop really, on that I one. Say, I was not prepared for that. We're talking no, about commercial sex. For sure, we are. Yes. No, that was fair. I no, just it, I, it did cross my mind, too, when I was thinking of commercial sex trade, what, we're, what we are talking about with transmission. Again, because it's respiratory droplets, we're really going to focus on things in the face. Yeah. That's where we would probably have it enter. Yeah. Um, I mean, they say, I was just curious. I was thinking yeah. about that. And I was like, they say the, you know, vagina is a self-cleaning oven mm-hmm. that it's, you know, uh, right. I, I just wondered like, 
is a vagina immune to COVID-19? Like, you know, like, I is it that powerful? Down there. Yeah, I think practically, <laughs> practically speaking, I think we worry more about the, the face and the respiratory. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. kissing mm-hmm. and then, and yes, of course, so we if you're talk about, in hands, just being on yes, the body yes. and covering your mouth and then yeah. wiping your Yeah. So clothes. we talked about, you know, general population. How do you protect yourself? So when we're talking about if you're a stripper, mm-hmm. you know, prostitution, escorting, things like that. So stripper practical things would be, Wiping down the dance, the stripper pole. Yeah. So, you know, because that's going to be contact right. and contaminated surfaces, yes. potentially. If another dancer got sick, mm-hmm. they could potentially be mm-hmm. contaminating that For two pole. to three days. Yes. Oh, that's good. Wipe so we need to wipe down. that wipe pole down. Pole. Yes, before you're set, yeah. <laughs> go yeah. out there and wipe the pole yeah. down. And then limiting, again, in, in that business, you have to have close contact, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about lap dances and... In close contact. So, but we want to try to limit that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, trying to stay away, especially from the face, you know, no kissing, no close contact with the face, Mm -hmm. um, and, and limiting how much you're touching the client. Mm -hmm. Um, because again, the more you touch, the more you're going to transmit germs to each other. Well, maybe even in the dressing room too, wiping the surfaces down. Yes. So any, you know, common contact with surfaces at work or at home, you should be wiping down. Let me ask you this question. This is kind of weird and super practical too. Um, sweat. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you cough and you're sweaty, Mm -hmm. then does it kind of, I don't know if incubation is right. So it's not bodily fluids that it's necessary. It's more, it's respiratory droplets again. So if that droplet gets in sweat, does it just keep going? Does it keep passing it? If if you're talking about if you're sweaty and someone coughs on your face and you're like wiping your sweat down uh-huh. again, it's still the respiratory droplet in there okay. that's gonna okay. It just gives infected. it gives it a vehicle. Yes, I guess sure. the, yes. the sweat would be a vehicle for right. how it's passed. Okay, yeah, but really the respiratory droplets. The other thing I keep hearing about is iPhones and how you can wash your hands mm-hmm. and then pick up your phone. Oh sure, yes, and it's been everywhere. The, the iPhones are everyone's touching it, and you hand your phone to people too, yeah. you know, to look at pictures right. and things like that. So again, you got to wipe down those iPhones yeah. constantly. Yeah, you know, I mean, people. We just got back from spring break. Everyone yeah. is traveling everywhere, and so if you think about airplanes, you know, just touching the tray to put the tray back down. Right. That you're sitting down in your airplane seat. 40 other people have, you know, touched that in the last couple of days. Totally. So wiping everything down that um, other people have come in contact Mm -hmm. with because that's how it's going to spread. You know, I just read a study that said the dirtiest space on the aircraft is front compartment. Seat compartment, mm-hmm. you know, where yeah, we, yeah. as soon we as we're sitting your, down, yeah, and then we you put shove our your book phone in and there we put our phone yes. in there. Oh, right, right. It is gross. the dirtiest that folder. That little holder. It never gets touched. Yeah. Okay. So and don't I'll put your phone you, in there. The, the flight attendant, you know, we sat down and we were wiping our seats recently and the flight attendant said, um, I said, do you, is there a longer time between passengers getting off and passengers getting on for y'all to clean? And she said, we're not cleaning the seats. <laughs> so it's not their job to do it. So there are, you know, I know the airplanes have sent, you know, the airline have sent out all these emails about how we're protecting everybody and we're increasing the cleaning. But I mean, the flight attendant said, we're not doing that because they don't have time. Yeah, they don't do it. It's, don't spo- do it's it. supposed to be the ground crew. But how many times have we shown she up said, but, they, the ground yeah. crew didn't do it? Yeah, she said, well, no. And you can't carry in your carry on a thing of Lysol. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you so can't. people are bringing so, wipes, which so is great wipes to have. would be mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. if you're if you're flying mm-hmm. somewhere. Um, I kind of want to shift a little bit of the conversation and chip in 
kind of your knowledge okay. of where you can, of what you've seen. And I had a, I had a thought that with the increased, um, awareness of this and maybe people running to hospitals or doctor's offices to, to get tested, um, one of the things that I know we work with with the Human Trafficking Coalition is how to identify victims. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so wh- who we've been talking to are, are people maybe with their own agency in the commercial sex industry. But there are people who are being trafficked through the commercial sex industry who may never be able to listen to this, um, mm-hmm. who a, a, a man or a woman is controlling kind of their every move, but maybe because of the coronavirus they're taking them to the doctor more frequently mm-hmm. or they're, they're concerned. And so they're going to go get tested at the ER. What can physicians be looking for to spot a potential trafficking victim? Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, first, if you look at the general health of a person who might be, uh, being trafficked, so they are often malnourished. They have a lot of bruises or, um, just not have good general health. So malnourishment mm-hmm. is one thing that you can mm-hmm. pick up on. If they are coming there and they don't have, and they're very fearful, nervous, they don't have good eye contact when they're speaking to you, and somebody else is controlling what they say and answer, that's one thing that that's a red flag for physicians to look for. That somebody is there with a man potentially that's answering everything for them, uh, has control of their paperwork, IDs, mm-hmm. things like that. If you look for uh, branding and tattoos, Mm -hmm. that's something that you can uh, look for as a physician. And what kind of branding, what kind of tattoos Um, would they look like? They pimps will have their own specific tattoos Mm. that they put on their um, workers. Um, So, but they don't. They can all be totally different. So. Um, that I don't know specifically because mm-hmm. everyone will have their own mm-hmm. own brand. We've seen, I mean, we've seen barcodes yep. and the dollar um, thing or the kiss the the, the mouth. one that looks like the Rolling Stone. Yeah, yeah Freak Nation. Freak Nation. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So in in and of itself, seeing a tattoo, you wouldn't you would just think, okay, that's a tattoo. Yeah. But you have to look at the the whole picture, mm-hmm. and you see someone who's nervous, fearful, not answering for themselves, don't have their own ID, turn to somebody else for all the answers. Um, malnourished, unexplained bruises or injuries, like they can't come up with how they got something. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they're coming um, for frequent, because sometimes they will kind of hop around at, at different clinics and urgent cares. But mm-hmm. if you see a frequent flyer who has a lot of STD checks or pregnancy checks, that mm-hmm. would be a clue. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have someone who, let's see, I'm trying to think of what else. Um I mean, those are the the big ones. Mm-hmm. Is is really behavior things mm-hmm. are things that you should be looking for as a physician with someone who might be yeah. being trafficked. Yeah, it was just something I thought of. Just as we're increasing, you know, the healthcare systems are getting ready for mm-hmm. kind of an influx of visitors, and I just thought, you know, this would be a great time for our physicians and healthcare workers, social workers, nurses. Everybody's going to be all hands on deck. Mm-hmm. And so it would be a great time to say, hey, just be on the lookout because right. the blessing of this influx could be that m- more eyes are, are 
laid on this population um, that could potentially be rescued. Um, And so we want to make sure that physicians know um, the human trafficking hotline and have good relationships with either anti-trafficking organizations or their local law enforcement to be able to call in where uh, you suspect a potential human trafficking victim. Um, Of course, if it's a minor, there's no question um, this would be human trafficking if you know through... sexual, you know, activity and things like this with a man who they can't speak for themselves, right, that would be right. for sure call the authorities. But what I want to say, if it's a, if it's an adult female too, please call. Don't right. dismiss it. I think that's the thing that happens. Even with children, surprisingly, right. you could have somebody come in uh, bringing a minor mm. in for those same things. And, and, and people, physicians have the same gut feeling that parents do about this is there's something not right about this. Uh-huh. And we still oftentimes people, the general public will want to explain away something yeah. that makes them feel uncomfortable because they just can't imagine that actually something bad is really happening. I think yeah. that's what it is. So if they if there's anything that raises some sort of red flag or concern and gives you a feeling of this, there's something just not right about this. You mm-hmm. need to follow through on that. Mm-hmm. So because any sort of suspicion of something not right happening. You you just need to follow through and report that. Right. All right. I love that. Um, the other thing I just, as we shift this conversation as well is how deeply, and we even said this before we started, but this is going to impact in every area of, of economics, Mm -hmm. of, um, just, Bring your kids to work. I mean, our kids have off, right? right Weeks right. of school. I now. mean, the dad gums zoos close. I know. For I just saw that. So what? if we're stuck at home, we can't even go to the zoo. Yeah, yeah. Be hitting up parks, so we know. can go walk around the river. They have those beautiful That's zoo true. sculptures now. Yes. Um, we just have to figure out something else to do, really, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and, and and staying active, right? Um, and not completely socially isolating ourselves because that that's not healthy either. Right. Mm-hmm. So really just being All safe. the introverts are tiny bit excited yes, about it. Right, but I'm, I mean, I, me personally, I'm kind of like, ooh, this is a little bit exciting because right. I can have an excuse to be to myself a little more. But in reality, it's not healthy. Yeah, it's not healthy. I mean, I think there's distance. a balance that we have to have. There's a lot of panic and hysteria right now. The, yeah. the toilet paper hoarding that we talked about earlier. I'm not, not ish, exactly sure what's going on there because it doesn't cause diarrhea and GI <laughs> distress. So I'm not sure what's going on there. But I mean, there there's a... We have to be cautious mm-hmm. and be aware mm-hmm. and know how to protect ourselves, but not go into this complete panic and hysteria mm-hmm. um, mode. So, if, really, mm-hmm. if it's not, um, if it's not the huge life-threatening deal for the general public that we believe it is, mm-hmm. <coughs> we'll cut that out. If it's not the huge. Um, life-threatening illness that for the general public, for Mm -hmm. most healthy people, what is the, why is it a pandemic? Why is it? It's a pandemic because it's spread and because it's a new coronavirus. And so nobody had the immunity to it. And so that's why it's spreading because no one was immune. It's a new coronavirus. Mm -hmm. So it's spread because it is contagious. Um, people are traveling. And and so that's why it's a pandemic. Okay. Okay. So yes, it's spread. Yes, it should be in the news because it's something new. It's spreading to all the different countries. It's in practically every state now in the United States. Mm-hmm. Elderly are dying mm-hmm. at a slightly higher rate than the flu. Right. So I understand um, why there should be concern for mm-hmm. sure. But the vast majority of people who catch coronavirus will have mild symptoms mm-hmm. and may not even have normally gone to the doctor for it. Mm. 
Um, so again, there is, we have to balance being aware, knowing how to prevent it, um, knowing what we can do to help, um, prevent the spread of it. Mm -hmm. So I do think too, um, if you do come down with symptoms, so we, we didn't even talk about symptoms. Yeah. Let's talk about that. So symptoms of coronavirus would be, like I said, very similar to the flu, fever, cough, shortness of breath, maybe difficulty breathing. Um, and so that sounds like a regular cold and flu, Mm -hmm. some body aches. So if you do come down with those types of symptoms now, what you should do is stay home mm-hmm. when you are sick. And you can call your doctor and tell them if you're having mild symptoms, they probably won't even tell you to come in mm-hmm. um, and to treat at home with, you know, fever reducers, lots of fluids, rest, things like that. Cough. So, so in layman's terms, because this, if you're at home and you're going to treat at home, mm-hmm. what I need um, our population to know is what is a fever reducer. Okay, so we're talking about Tylenol or, or Motrin or Advil. Any of those brands would be brand is totally fine. Acetaminophen. Acetaminophen or ibuprofen. Yeah. Yes. So anything generic that mm-hmm. you see like that. Yeah. yeah. Anything that you normally would take, um, ibuprofen, acetaminophen, those would be Advil, Motrin, Tylenol. All of those treat fever, and they can also help with body aches and mm-hmm. muscle aches too. So... Any of those medicines are good. Drinking lots of fluids, water Mm -hmm. uh, being the best one, and resting Mm -hmm. and just recuperating at home. Let's talk about my favorite over-the-counter. Brett knows what this is. What's it called? Mucinex. I love Mucinex. It's like that guy in the the Greek movie. (laughs) My big fat... He put Windex on everything. Listen. Hey, if the guy didn't win the... the, the, what am I trying to say? I don't know. The election. Uh-huh. If the guy that she wanted that didn't win the election, it's mm-hmm. because he didn't take enough mucinex. <laughs> it's not It's not just like that. I just feel like if you've got that cough and you to feel like your out. chest is getting tight, mm-hmm. that mucinex is great because the plain, not the like DM yes. necessarily mm-hmm. or okay. the, but just that plain old, it's just a mucus thinner. Yep. It gets everything up. Yeah. Which so is a this terrible is a rest- phrase, mucus thinner. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's a it's a respiratory illness, so mm-hmm. it'd be good. And there's yeah. children's mucinex mm-hmm. too, so yeah. you could have that yeah. on hand anyway. So, yeah. So most, <laughs> if you get sick, basically you should stay home. Um, if you are going to be around other people, then you should wear a mask. If you are sick yourself and you are going to be around people, you should wear a mask. So Brett should be wearing a mask to limit the droplets. <laughs> yes, to limit the droplets going to other people. Yes, um, and then just stay home until your symptoms are gone, and call okay. your doctor and let them know what your symptoms are and how you're doing. Now, if you have respiratory symptoms and you are having difficulty breathing, then of course you need to go seek yes. medical care at the emergency room. Now, when you say mask. So, you know, we've seen those pictures with people wearing the, you know, your typical surgery looking kind mm-hmm. of mask, but we can't get those because <laughs> yeah, right. people are stockpiling because sure. y'all being yep, fools out there and you need to stop buying all the stuff up. Everybody's buying everything. <laughs> right. So and that's why they've, you know, can I they've... use a bandana and just kind of go old west with it? I mean, if we don't have <laughs> access to face masks, then use anything to cover your face. I yeah. would agree. If okay. you are sick and are coughing and having all these droplets come out, use anything to cover. So... Ideally, it would be a medical face mask. But if we don't have that, then sure, cover cover your face Welder with a bandana. Mask. But everybody yeah. is hoarding masks as well yeah. now. I would agree that's kind of hard to... The main thing to, I think, also understand is that we are in, especially in Texas, everything's blooming. We're in allergy season Definitely, right now. yes. The flu is still... For sure. Flu is still around. It's still yeah. around. Mm-hmm. And so... How do you tell the difference between you? And you often can't. So yeah. you know, with you with allergies, you wouldn't have fever, right? Um, but with the flu and regular cold viruses and coronavirus, they are all 
often the same symptoms. And so, like I said, if they're mild symptoms, you can probably self-treat at home. Um, And and then that also would limit the uh, exposure to other people. Yeah. So that is the recommendation currently from the CDC is if you're sick, then stay at home. And if you have mild symptoms, stay at home and treat yourself with, you know, Tylenol, Motrin, um, you know, drink fluids, rest and and stay at home and and decrease your um, exposing it to other people Mm -hmm. and wipe down your counter surfaces and do that. So other people at home with you aren't getting it as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. And then really... Um, that's that's what we need to do is isolate ourselves if we're sick mm-hmm. or if we're coming from travel mm-hmm. where there is a lot of yeah. coronavirus. So, True. you know, if we're talking about China, Iran, South mm-hmm. Korea, and pretty much all of Europe, mm-hmm. those are the level three, the highest level of um, travel uh, advisory and warning. So people coming from... What about New York? You know, so in the United States, you can pull up maps um, on the CDC website that shows in the United States where each state, like how, how many cases there are in each mm-hmm. state. New York is high, mm-hmm. California, Washington state because mm-hmm. of that nursing home facility. So there's different states. Texas is somewhere in the middle um, on the low end. But, you know, you can look those those places. If you're talking about travel within the United States, you they don't necessarily say that you have to quarantine yourself um, unless um, you had close contact. So they're very specific travel advisories and instructions on travel and depending on where you were. Mm. So that information you can get, they're constantly updating that on the CDC website. The CDC has a great website. Mm -hmm. It's coronavirus.gov. Okay. um, G-O-V. So they have excellent information on symptoms, on travel, on what to do to protect yourself, how to protect yourself at the workplace, in schools. So that is a great resource. While we were away on spring break, while I was coughing my head off, <laughs> I had a moment in the home by myself. The kids were playing. The girls were out looking at a college. And I watched the movie Outbreak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember that movie? I love that movie. Dustin, Hoff- Dustin movie. Hoffman. Yes. Dustin Hoffman, the Renee little Russo. Monkey. Yeah. The Little Monkey. The Little Monkey. Morgan Freeman. Mm-hmm. Man, Cuba Gooding Jr. It was a good cast. Oh, yes. Do you think it's going to get like that? <laughs> well, the hysteria is there for sure. But no, I think, again, if you think about, if you take a step back and look at the symptoms and look at the actual illness, I think they said something um, like the average age of the fatalities for coronavirus is 80. So there is a very Mm. specific set population of people who are getting the most serious complications of the disease. The vast majority of people you probably wouldn't know. Like we were talking about a second mm-hmm. ago, how would you know the difference between allergies and flu and a regular yeah. cold and the coronavirus? But then people come back and say, but that doctor in China who discovered it, who was like in his early 30s, died from it. There so was then it's one like, what's who up was with that in dude? his, yeah, I and mean, maybe he had a, Maybe he had an immune issue. Yes, yeah. exactly. And part of this too, especially to bring it back to our population, is that you know, there's healthcare sometimes is not a priority for mm-hmm. women who are actively yes. in the commercial sex trade right. and, um, they may be uninsured, right, right? you know, and so they don't have a primary healthcare for, even if yes. they do have a source of, you know, a family health clinic that they go to, they may not have a primary care physician who, who's watched them over right. a period of years. And so their immunity, they could have an underlying mm-hmm. immune for sure. deficiency yes. that we don't know about. And so it, they could be susceptible is the reason I've, I've heard a lot about flattening the curve 
of this virus that, you know, there's kind of this peak and what we're trying to do is flatten the curve. Is that because, is the government so worried because of the impact on our healthcare system of, of not like not having enough workers, not having enough beds, what happened in Italy, what happened in China? Is that the panic that we're trying to avoid? Is not so much the loss of life? Oh, I think it's all of it combined. It's all of it. I think it is mm-hmm. all of it. We do worry about the healthcare system being um, there, there being too many people to take care of, mm-hmm. and it may not even necessarily be people um, that have the disease that they have to take care of. It's people panicking and going to the emergency room thinking they might have the disease, which is a valid fear and anxiety. Sure. I get that. So I think it's all of it. I think mm-hmm. people are worried about the actual health complications. I think they're worried about the healthcare system being overrun and by mm-hmm. too many patients. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's all of it. I think there's yeah. too many things that um, it impacts that we mm-hmm. have to worry about. Yeah. So again, I go back to, if we're going back to co- commercial sex workers, mm-hmm. what we need to tell them is if Try to limit, Mm -hmm. again, contact, close contact, wiping down surfaces, staying clean, Mm -hmm. trying to get rid of all the germs, washing your hands. And if you are sick, if you do develop symptoms, to stay at home and to isolate yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, That is really, when we're talking about the practical things here, that's really what we need to be telling them. Mm -hmm. Try to prevent it by cleaning everything, Mm -hmm. covering everything, wiping down everything, washing your hands, and limiting your contact, close contact. But if you do get symptoms then please stay home and mm-hmm. isolate yourself so that we're not continuing to spread it to other people. Yeah. But the clients that they're working with aren't necessarily going to be looking out for themselves either. So you may be um, treating or working with a client, right. and, and but they may have symptoms and yeah. not be exhibiting them in those 10 minutes, yeah. you know? And exactly. so you still need to be careful because you might not think somebody that you're working with has coronavirus or the flu or any mm-hmm. other infectious disease but they still might be transmitting it to right. you. So there's so many risks associated with the commercial sex trade workers. I mean, already. Already, exactly. <laughs> already. But now when you're talking about a pandemic and something that's certainly going to be spread in every community, yeah. they just need to be that much more aware. And what we recognize is that this uh, impacts you financially if you are in the sex trade, um, that that not um, doing this means a loss of wages. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we want to be a resource for you. Um, if we are based, of course, in Waco, Texas, we have teams in Fort Hood and Colleen, but we have agencies all over mm-hmm. the United States that we work with and that help support women in the industry. And so if that's you, you can email us, you can call the number on our website, you can see, find us on Instagram and Facebook, you can message us. Um, we want you to have support. If you feel like you might be sick, if you, we have a nurse and practitioner in Dallas who has said, if you have women who believe they might be sick, um, let me talk with them over the phone. Yeah. Let me just counsel and do some of that right now before it's just mass hysteria, right. um, running to the ER, yes. you know, every five minutes cause you cough. Right. So, um, we want to be a support to you. We also understand that if, if wages and lost wages are, um, if there's an emergency situation, we can analyze that and talk through how you can feel supported, um, right now. If you want out, if this could be a good way for you to say, you know what, maybe the risk is just too great. And I'm looking for a way out. Maybe it's finally time. No one's in the sex industry forever. We know there's an mm-hmm. age limit on that. Um, maybe you're just like, you know what, this is just way too risky. The pros and co- the cons outweigh mm-hmm. the pros. So it's time for me to call it, call it quits. Um, we can help you through that transition as well and want to be a resource for you. 
And if you want to donate. Absolutely. Because we are going to see an increase. I know we yeah. already have. Yeah. We're going to see an increase in um, just requests for things mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. freaking toilet paper. Yeah. Right. One of our women called last night and she was like, uh, they don't have my baby's formula. Wow. <laughs> so <laughs> here at Jesus Said Love, we're going to increase um, some of those items just to have on, on, on hand when somebody needs that, um, as well as um, some small bill assistance if we're able to. So... If you're out there, you want to partner with us, we could use it right now. I'm going to put a special section on our website specifically about coronavirus and how you can get involved in what we're doing with our response. Um, Yeah. If you're a physician listening and you care about the vulnerable populations at hand and you want to be a part of our, we call it a house of love um, group. We have several physicians who've donated time or services to our population just as a, um, a consult or um, blocking off an hour of your day to specifically um, meet with and visit. We have a group of physicians here in Waco that are doing that now. Um, call us. Let's talk about what we can set up. It doesn't matter where you are in the U.S. If you're listening, we know we have like close to 30,000 listeners across the U.S. So if you're a physician, you want to help the weak and vulnerable in your community, we can get you connected with agencies that are doing that. Sue, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Thank you for putting up with my coughing fits. <laughs> I'm sure there's droplets all over my office now. You are, you are probably six feet away from me, though, yeah. so that's good. Yeah. Okay, we're safe. <laughs> yes, we're safe. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. I'm glad I could help, you know, get some information out there. Absolutely. And we will have you back to talk about all the good stuff with Camp Careful that you're doing because summer is coming and we want people to be aware of it. Thanks for joining us, guys. And as always, remember to share the love, but not Corona. (laughs) That's good. Hey, thanks for joining the Jesus Said Love podcast. We are so glad you have chosen to awaken hope and empower change with us. We want to remind you to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave us a review. Yes. Because your voice matters. It's how we get this message into the world. And lastly, be sure to follow Jesus Said Love on Instagram and Facebook for up-to-date info. And visit the website at JesusSaidLove.com for how you can join the JSL fam. Until next time. Share the love.